Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your Success Tonic podcast. Today I'm chatting with Jen Corcoran, a LinkedIn authority marketing expert. She is on a mission to help sensitive and empathic female coaches, consultants, and trainers to showcase their expertise on LinkedIn. With her four-staged PACT framework, which stands for Presence, Action, Connect, and Thrive, Jen helps her clients super boost their LinkedIn profiles and she helps them make genuine connections to attract clients with ease. Her vision is to empower millions of sensitive people to leverage LinkedIn and drive positive change in their lives while creating prosperity and endless opportunities. Welcome, Jen. I am so happy you're here. Thanks so much for having me, and I'm impressed that you have that much of my bio off. I'm super impressed. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. Well, I was, um, you know, very, very um, excited to connect with you because you have just this beautiful, genuine energy. And when you do um, your masterclasses, you just make everything feel so accessible and within reach and just fun. You know, you bring such a great energy to everything that you do. So um, I, you know, I just really want to you know, help more people to connect to you because you're, you're fabulous. Thank you. That's really kind. Thanks a million. So what inspired you to specialize in LinkedIn and in this particular mission that you've, that you've created? Yeah, I think for me, LinkedIn's been a bit of a journey. I started using it when I was in corporate and initially I was terrified of social media and LinkedIn and it was around, God, it was around for quite a few years before I even got on it. And I mm-hmm. I went to a talk and I heard about the benefits and I was like, wow, I need to get on it. So when I joined, I did a bit of training and I just fell in love with the power of it. In particular, being like an introvert and an empath, I love the way my profile could do the talking for me. And mm-hmm. it was like such an amazing compliment to like networking or going to conferences it always took out that icky awkward feeling of going into a room because I'd connect with everyone in advance so I was always recognized when I went to something so yeah. for me it was just like an amazing tool and I loved using it in in corporate life it just really helped me to do my job better and to negotiate like pay rises and promotions and yeah, I connected with like peers around the world and suppliers and clients and just people I found interesting. So yeah. I wasn't on it to find a job or anything. I just was in love with how it could just help me build a network. I knew I probably wouldn't be in my job forever. And I just thought how amazing I can build this network now and bring it with me. And yeah. then fast forward a few years, I fell out of love of that particular job I was in, in particular industry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having, I know it's a bit of a long-winded story, Natalie. But no, no, I, I want to hear having, it. <laughs> I ended up having back surgery. I burnt out a bit in, in the corporate world. And I was literally mm-hmm. flat on my back for about 30 days after the operation. And I mm-hmm. guess it was a bit of a midlife crisis moment. I was, I think I was just turning 40. And it was like, where am I going with life? You know, I don't really enjoy this job. I'm good at it, but it doesn't spark joy for me. 
And at that point, I was using LinkedIn in a voluntary role. I had like fallen in love with finding my voice online and I'd studied like LinkedIn for business, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SEO, all of the online stuff. And I just thought, well, you enjoy this and you're doing a really good job in a voluntary role. Why can't you do this like as a business in real life? So I initially started as a social media manager and I was doing LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and then it took me a few years I knew from the off LinkedIn was my favorite but I I guess I had imposter syndrome and I was like I don't feel like I can straight away say I'm a LinkedIn consultant Uh uh the pandemic came along and I was like screw the rest (laughs) I know you're not and I disconnected from them and I can honestly say I've never looked back I've just felt so much happier and then I niche down to um, the ladies you mentioned, so like introverted, empathic and highly sensitive female entrepreneurs about two years ago. And yeah, my business has just got so much more enjoyable because I'm helping the people that I really want to help. Yeah. And I'm basically helping myself from about 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I am so glad that you shared your story because I think it's going to resonate with so many people listening um, because so many of us who are trying to market our businesses online do feel a pressure to show up everywhere and to do all the things and are afraid of specializing or, or picking just one channel. You know, what inspired you to specialize in LinkedIn? And- okay, so it's a little bit of a, a long story, so I'm going to try and get into the point as as I can so um, I first started using LinkedIn when I was in corporate life I was a personal assistant based in London and initially I was terrified of it and I heard a talk about the power of it and I thought okay I better get on this platform so I went on and learned a little bit about the tech how to use it and then felt comfortable enough to put my profile out there and I started connecting and it was amazing it just really helped me to do my job so much better I connected with colleagues around the world and peers around the world who were doing the same job as me and suppliers and just trainers anyone I thought was interesting I reached out and connected with them and I loved that I was like building this network that I could just take with me anywhere Mm. and at that point in time it wasn't part of my pay job or anything I started (laughs) to use it in a voluntary role and I just fell in love with the online space and in particular, I loved how I could complement LinkedIn with networking. So anytime I was going to a networking event or a conference, I'm very much an introvert. So the, the connection on LinkedIn in advance was perfect for me. It was like a warm introduction. So when I went into any room, people recognized me. And they still do now. I still do this all the time, whether it's a virtual event or a physical event. I'll try and get the attendee list and connect. So I just fell in love with the power of it and what it could do for me. And then fast forward a few years and I ended up having back surgery and it gave me some time out away from my corporate world. And I decided I was no longer enjoying with my role at that time. I was 40, so I was having a bit of a midlife moment and I thought... It's like I I like my job. I'm good at it, but I don't love it. It doesn't feel like a purpose for me, mm-hmm. and I'm not really spark and joy. It was just repetitive, the same thing again and again and again. And I yeah. thought, 
why can't I do what I like, which is really the online space. Mm -hmm. And so then I launched my business. So initially it was LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I was a social media manager. And I knew off the bat LinkedIn was the one for me, but I had a bit of imposter syndrome. And I was like, oh, no, I can't say I'm this LinkedIn person. So I felt like I had to earn my stripes a bit. And um, came fast forward to the pandemic and I ditched the other tree and I've just never felt better or happier. And then in relation to like my mission and helping like empaths and introverts and sensitive women to get their voice on LinkedIn, I would have loved to have picked them initially as my niche, but I, you know, like a lot of business owners, I wear all around the houses and I, I didn't give things long enough. You know, like I think the first people I did target were introverts six years ago, but I only gave it like three months and I was like, ah, it's not working. But the thing was I hadn't built an audience there, you know, yet. So yeah. I'm going to come full circle and I'm going back <laughs> around to the people I wanted the help from the off. And um, yeah, I love it. I just, because I know a lot of empaths and introverts, they, they're they not great at tooting their own horn. They're mm-hmm. happy to be background and mm-hmm. if you're a business owner you really especially if you're a service-based business owner like a coach or a consultant or a trainer you really need to come center stage to attract those people to you and I know the journey I've had so I love that I can fast track people to avoid everything that I have done I've learned everything the introverted way the extroverted way <laughs> so I, I can kind of teach from example of what you can save time on doing because I'm all about using LinkedIn according to your energy and not wasting hours each day on it. Mm. That is um, so, yeah, that's the thing that I really love about your approach is just how empowering you are, you know, and how you, you do make it feel like it's not this huge overwhelming thing that we have to do. I know that as business owners, we just feel like, We've got to, you know, be present on multiple platforms and we've got to, you know, put content out and that that can feel like a ton of pressure. Yeah. Um, and so you help narrow the focus down in, in a way that's very um, reassuring. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I totally agree. Like, I think so. I felt like I needed to be on all of them. Like I wasn't a proper consultant if I wasn't like spinning all the plate support platforms and then I was like Hmm. you know social media LinkedIn it's just one part of the marketing mix there's so many other parts it's not the all and end all as much as I love it like it it truly works if you combine it with something else whether that's your email list or speaking or networking or running a group like on its own I don't think you'll find any LinkedIn trainer who only does LinkedIn. They will combine it with their email list or speaking, you know, or yeah. some. So, yeah, I think there was no need to be on four social media platforms. <laughs> it was kind of like, what's the point? Like, they're all on LinkedIn, you know, like they really were. And I had thousands of followers on like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because I was an accredited Facebook and Instagram trainer. Mm. But I just found I never got any clients from it. Like it was nice. Yeah. I got to know people, but I, I, it didn't get me any leads. And then when I kind of thought about it, I was like, actually, I'm following the exact same people across all these platforms. I'm already connected with them on LinkedIn. Then I'm seeing their Instagram. Then I'm seeing their, do I really need to do all of this? So yeah, yeah I think a lot of business owners get stuck in that trap, including myself. And I wavered 
before I did made the decision at the pandemic, I had a good year of will I, won't I, will I, won't I delete, like, you know, and I literally yeah. was for a year, like, I look back and I laugh and go, how ridiculous, because the world didn't end when I deleted those accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is, it's so good for me to hear this because I've been in exactly that place where um, I just wanted to delete all these profiles that I'm not using. I don't enjoy being there. Yeah. Um, and I've just been hesitating, like, should I, shouldn't I? And I and obviously, you know, people give you wildly different advice, right? You have to be, you have to, you have to do this. And uh, so it's, it's, it's hard. Um, so it's, it's very reassuring to hear your story. And I, I also um, was having a conversation with in my coaching group around this very specific topic around I spent all this time being on social media, but it's never resulted in any leads, right? So yeah. I put a lot of energy, I get lots of likes, I get lots of comments, but it's never resulted in leads. Whereas LinkedIn is a whole other game. So I think yeah, that's... Yeah, and I think... Sadly, there's a lot of hype about, you know, just posting content and that's it. And and that's not really what social selling is. You have yeah. to go into the DMs and have conversation. Like just yes. posting content is never going to get you. Like even the influencers who have hundreds and thousands of followers on there, they have to go into the DMs with those people to yeah. make sale. <laughs> You right. can't avoid it. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to go into the DMs. That's spammy. But that is how you generate opportunities. So, yeah. like, the, the content is, like, step one. <laughs> and then yeah. step two, like, you, you cannot avoid it. You have to have that engagement with people. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to lead to anything. Yeah. And I, I love those conversations on LinkedIn. It's never spammy. I mean, that's how you and I met was on LinkedIn, yeah. right? We, we just started having a conversation about something and then it led to another thing and another thing. So, and here we are. And exactly. So. We're on a podcast now. So yeah, I love it for things like this, like uh, the opportunity to yeah. meet like, like, like minds and look at me, I'm yeah. getting exposure on your podcast yeah. and then I introduce you to my network and like, it's an amazing platform if you just have a conversation and I think it's just yeah. about connecting with the right people because a lot of people will go oh I'm not having those conversations I'm right. having spammy conversations so it's just about being more intentional about who you're connecting with and yes. you know actively reaching out to interesting people and not just always allowing people to shape your network because I think a lot mm. of people in and they're quite passive and they just accept everyone or a few people but then they're like I don't enjoy LinkedIn and I'm like no wonder you just yeah. accept all these <laughs> random people and then you're seeing all their random content and it's like that's that's noise to me I wouldn't yeah. enjoy that either so I think it's just about you know connecting with the right people you know and if you've if it's an interesting person you're going to have a nice chat like if there's something in common whereas mm -hmm. When I connect with non-ideal clients, my chats are boring. Yeah. <laughs> or flash spammy. And they are. They're just like, oh, or yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not the same type of conversation. Exactly. And that goes back to conversation we were having around, you know, how much more traction you can have once you do pick your audience and you narrow it down and you start to look for those specific kind of people as opposed to speaking to everybody um so yeah then you can have these these really uh, more meaningful conversations right yeah, yeah and I think 
if I if I connect with any like fellow empaths, the conversation is always nice, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just about finding your people and attracting them as well, and not worrying about repelling people. And I know this was a block I had like for years. Yes. If you want everyone to like you and you want to help everyone, especially if you're an empath, you're a giver. Yes. But realize actually there is power in repelling people, and yeah. I've got this point in my business like where I am happy to turn people off I mean like if you're if you're if you don't like this content if it's not for you amazing yeah <laughs> and I'm not for you yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so I think, yeah just not being afraid to you know have an opinion and not yeah. be liked by everyone because nobody is liked by everyone anyway and right. especially on LinkedIn you're never going to appeal to 100% because everyone's like what kind of a message is if there's one ma- magic message yes resonate with 100% of the population and it's like you, you just have to kind of you know lean into who you are mm-hmm. and be yourself and if you're talking to the right person you'll know like it's funny I've sent out you know similar messages inviting people on webinars and I could get two completely different responses and my people will take it as thank you for thinking of me and kiss kiss whatever uh, or, or somebody else will kick off and and I'm kind of like Okay, you're not my person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worried about you. So I think just yeah. you know, realizing just focus on the engagers, and if people are ignoring you or they're not into it, don't don't take it personally. Yes, that's such good advice because it is so easy to take it all personally and and to want to be liked by everyone, but it's so freeing to get to a place where you can just be creating connections that feel good to you and you're just focused on that and it's it's a much more authentic conversation that you're having then and so that feels much more um yeah it, it leads to great much better things right yeah yeah because yeah. you feel better as well and I think a lot of people don't feel good on LinkedIn because they've not done that deep dive into why am I on here or they're just out yeah. to get leads but they've not really explored like who they are you mm-hmm. know their ideal client and they're not really mission led and I think if you're only in it for the dollar signs like people can smell that you know yeah and, you know like I think if you come at it from a place of genuinely wanting to help and you feel a bit more connected to a, a purpose then mm. get over those days when maybe somebody is a bit rude or off in a message you kind of brush it off you yes. and well I'm coming from a good place mm-hmm. and I'm trying to help but if you're not fully developed with all of that then you're yeah. not going to like LinkedIn so I think you really need to dig deep into why you're on LinkedIn what you're all about you know what mm-hmm. are your values because that's the kind of thing that spurs you on in the in the in the not so good days <laughs> yes yes exactly hundred percent um so one of the questions I have for you is if you could sort of walk us through the benefits of upgrading to premium LinkedIn versus the regular and, you know, what features and tools we get with that that make it worth the investment. Yeah, like at the moment I'm on the free version and I waver. I, I'm, I would say... Eight, eight, nine months out of 12, I'm on the free. So I, I think you can get great organic reach. And yeah, as long as you get the free version working for you, you don't necessarily need to upgrade. 
I'll tell you some of the benefits and in my mind they're not all benefits yeah <laughs> we still do the stuff on the free so one of the benefits is those 15 in mail a month and I don't know about you but I'm not a fan of in mail and when somebody no. emails me I'm always like ah spam it's usually yes, not exactly selling yeah. to me so I'm kind yeah. of like it's a benefit I personally prefer just a general connection request so for me that's a kind of a uh-uh. yes yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that yeah. I think one feature I do like, which is quite a new feature in the last few months, is you can put an automatic out of office on. So it's really useful if you're going on mm. holidays. So a bit like your email out of office. So I really like that. And it takes the pressure off feeling that you have to be constantly in your inbox. So that is a good one. Um, yeah. And I do upgrade. If, I, if I'm going on holidays, I'll be like, okay, I'll go into premium for a few weeks and do that. Uh, another feature which is a benefit is that you can see who has been following you over the last 90 days mm. whereas on the free version you can only see the last like five people or so who have looked at you so if you're at that stage where you're like okay I you know I'm kind of exhausted everything on LinkedIn I want to actively reach out and see who are these people from the 90 days it's definitely worth doing I find most people aren't in that position to do it every month so it might be just something you do now and again you know so um yeah. like I said I don't think you need to pay for it every month because I don't think everybody's using all the premium features um do you show up more in search with premium not really you know if you've not put the work in your free profile it's not going to be any more super boosted with premium. And if you've got a bad profile, it's not going to suddenly become yeah. good. <laughs> the same with your content. If your content's bad, it doesn't matter whether you're paying for premium or you're on the free version, it's still bad content. Yeah. So I, I'm a big believer in make the organic free platform work for you first. And then if you need the other features, upgrade um, but I don't do it all year round. And I would say 78 to 80% of LinkedIn trainers are on the free version. So there's lot, lots of us who love the organic reach. And then you'll get some trainers who specialize in Sales Navigator, which is a totally different beast. And then I think most, uh, most trainers who specialize in organic will touch on premium. They're very similar. There's only a few little bells and whistles. Mm. In my mind, it definitely doesn't justify paying whatever an extra 600 a year for it I think yeah better off investing that money into a good banner design a good headshot and just yeah. get to know how to work your profile you know yeah. kind of like I know I've said this before in other podcasts it's a little bit rude but it's like you can't polish a turd <laughs> if the profile's not good there's no point like putting that stamp of premium on it it's not yeah good. and I see people and they have premium and they have like 30 connections they're so new and I'm thinking what a waste you know, and, yeah. and I get where they're coming from they want to go in and it sounds nice like premium you know but I, I would say milk the organic reach first and if people are curious I have written them if they look at my profile in my article section I've got an, an article which contrasts like the free version and premium and sales navigator and it's very nerdy <laughs> with oh. little <laughs> well, that's really helpful yeah, yeah. it is confusing right yeah. you, so that's fantastic thanks for sharing that so um tell us a bit about your packed framework and how it helps people build their personal brands yeah it's just something I like developed as an introvert and an empath like I 
And I think it's just my general personality. I don't know if you know anything about human design. I'm a generator and I just have to do all the steps. So I've learned like how to just make myself feel comfortable on LinkedIn. So the PACT, what it stands for, the P is presence, which is basically about building that solid foundation. So having that optimized profile and having that optimized page gives me the confidence for step two, which is take action. (laughs) I have to look the part first and be confident that I'm fully showing up. And then the action is all about taking aligned action, being intentional, who you like asking yourself, who do you really want to connect with? And just having that active approach and being social and, you know, spending, I would say a half an hour a day and don't need to necessarily do it every day. I kind of teach my clients to use it in 90 minutes a week, but, you know, being intentional and taking that intentional action and then C is connect and we all connect in different ways. So Mm -hmm. some it'll be content on the home feed, Others will feel more comfortable in commenting on existing. Yeah. Um, I, I love commenting. I could comment any day long because it's to me, it's a lot easier than creating content. And I actually think comments are amazing. If you actually look at some of your comments, they are amazing posts in themselves <laughs> because yeah. you're kind of like responding and that I'm built to respond. Like that's what I love. And then another way to connect is DM. So, you know, I use all three, but for some people, like one or two works for them you don't have to do all the things and then the t is like basically tracking to drive like just making sure you're you've got some kind of a tracker whether it's a crm or a google sheet or an excel file because you can't as we were saying you can't appeal to everyone you can't make everyone like you so you have to think who do you want to nurture so i work off my tracker every day so i'm not just going onto linkedin kind of going okay what am i going to do on here i'm like picking a tab and nurturing those people for that day and and i'll have different tabs and different approaches so it's all about like what mood i'm in and who i want to nurture that day but I i definitely cap it like half an hour that's it and that half an hour includes like checking my DMs, checking my notifications, checking comments on my content, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think if you don't track it and track your time, then you fall down the rabbit hole and you're scrolling and we could all yeah. scroll for hours and it's like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So this approach um, that you talk about is, is so intentional and, and also it just – it allows you to just be so much more effective, you know, in, in, in achieving your goals. So that's, um, is that something that you go into in your program? Um, yeah, yeah. Like I start with all my clients, we have to get their profile right. And I ask them, you know, quite a lot of questions on the onboarding forum and just get them to dig deep um, mm-hmm. and just really get that nailed. And you can see even like once, the profile's done and then the company page, they start to feel more confident because they're like, oh, I know I look good or I feel I'm more confident now. And then they get excited when they realize they can, you know, be intentional with their outreach. And I show them how to do that for the best way because every client's different, you know, uh, and I help them build their trackers. So I'll just give you an example of three tabs. Oh, <laughs> yes, <are>. please. <laughs> everyone can use and obviously for clients they they have different tabs as well and we're all different I have a zillion tabs on my tracker but three tabs that everyone can have number one is your clients 
having a tab where all your clients past and present, their name, their LinkedIn URL, and maybe a few notes. So one day you're like, how are my clients doing? And, you know, it's up to you. You can either send them a DM or maybe you're going to bring up their content and show them some love that way. Or maybe you're going to introduce them in the back end to somebody. But, you uh-huh. know, one day it could be like, okay, I feel like reaching out to my clients and I work off that tab. And another day will be sales calls. So like who have I had on in the last six months that I want to nurture to become a client? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like they're a definite tab that any business owner can have. And then the third tab any business owner can have is LinkedIn. So your clients are the hottest. Sales calls are warm. And then LinkedIn is kind of cool to warm. And I that LinkedIn tab really is just for engagement over the last seven days because LinkedIn then gets a bit cold. So you know yourself, if I message you and then... Two weeks later, I reach out to you again and say, thanks so much for coming on my post. You'd be like, what the hell post was that? That's two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very fast moving online. So that tab could be people who are engaging with you, either in your DMs or on your content or in a group or an event or anything you've set up mm. on LinkedIn. And seven days really is the cap. So it could be, okay, I'm working today on my LinkedIn tab. Who am I, Who are my engagers? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I have probably... 15 tabs online <laughs> and each client is different when I chat to them I'm like okay that's a tab for you and that's a tab for you so I'm, I'm constantly adding on tabs deleting tabs you know editing tabs you know editing the people and you don't need to have millions of people on this tracker like one of my clients Laurie just started and she had 40 connections she had 39 connections at that point and she converted two into clients so and it was just about working her tracker um, right. she had no content at all because she's a new business owner and she's just figuring out content so but she fell in love with chatting to people and just having conversations and see where it would lead so yeah you mm. don't need to have like millions of people on LinkedIn either to get clients oh my goodness well, that's so helpful thank you Jen for sharing those tips super valuable advice um yeah, I think I'm sure that people are going to be wanting to reach out to you and hear more about your program. So can you let listeners know what's the best way to reach you? I, I bet they've already figured it out, but let, let us know yeah. where, where you want yeah. to speak. Absolutely, like LinkedIn, like yeah. there. And I'd say my website, I'm quite old school, it's kind of like the two of them. So it's www.mysuperconnector.co.uk and you'll see my LinkedIn link at the very top on my YouTube if you want to check out any of my videos. Um, so yeah, either that way you'll find my email on there as well. So either LinkedIn or my website. Okay, yes. Very corporate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also know that you had um, a special resource that you wanted to offer listeners. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a profile checklist that will really help you to flesh out like a good skeleton of a profile. I'm not going to say everything's in there, but a lot's in there. And I think if you add in all of that, you give yourself way more opportunities to show up in search and it will just be just a way more optimized profile. So it's a few pages long and I'd advise you to print it off maybe and then work your way through it. And it's really good if you're not happy with your profile or you feel like you're not sure what to put in it, it will mm-hmm. really help you to things off. 
Yes, I've, I've, um, I've used it. I thought it was great. So I really encourage anyone who's listening to go ahead and grab it. It's a very valuable resource. So thank you, Jen, for sharing that with us. It's been so great to talk to you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, it was lovely to chat with you as well. And thank you to everyone who's listening. I am so glad you were able to be with us here as well. Hey, have you taken the Success Archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.